Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Does anybody know why today is such an important day in wrestling? I have an idea, but I want to hear your answer. Okay. Today is the birthday of Andre the Giant. Yes, sir. And uh, Vince McMahon put a nice tribute up for the big man. Um, you know, what's what else can be said about Andre that hasn't already been said? He was larger than life. Um, he came around at a great time when it was, you know, he was moving around the country. Um, you know, he was an attraction. I remember seeing him at a high school gym. Wow. Uh, he was tag team partners with Chief J. Strongbow against the Samoans. And with him standing on the apron and me standing on the ground and me being like nine or ten years old, he looked like, I don't know, the, the tallest thing I've ever seen. I couldn't believe him. That's crazy. Because, um, I mean, back then you really only saw them on TV, right? You really rarely ever saw them live. Right. Um, and in a high school gym, you're right on top of them. I mean, WWF used to do high school gyms and things like that back in the day. I remember that. So uh, you could see your your idols up close um the other thing I, the only other thing i want to mention is also today's malachi black's birthday just to keep it in a modern tone but you know andre's uh contributions are well have been well discussed so i don't think we, unless anybody else has anything else they want to say uh, we can move on to the good reverend yes let's bring him in the good reverend has arrived jason Todd. all right and let me give a brief sermon if i will because today is May 19th. Um, May 19th is a reason for many contemporary wrestling fans because Kane would flip out whenever May 19th was uttered because that's when the movie um, See No Evil came out or whatever. But the real reason May 19th is important because 31 years ago, May 19th, 1991, Super Brawl won. And I just want to kind of go over this card with you guys because I was like, this is a pretty stacked card. 12 matches, including the Freebirds versus the Young Pistols, who were Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers, to win the WCW United States Tag Team Championship. Um, Nikita Koloff defeated Tommy Rich. Yeah, defeated Dustin Rhodes, defeated Terrence Taylor. Okay, whatever. Barry Windham and Flying Brian uh, in a taped fist match. But the one, two that, well, the two, well, I guess it's three that really stood out for me. Um, Ron Simmons defeated Butch Reed, who had Teddy Long in his corner, in a steel cage. The Steiner brothers defeated Lex Luger and Sting to retain the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Bobby Eaton defeated Arn Anderson for the WCW Television Championship. And those those stood out. Um, and I only knew about this because Hurricane Helms tweeted out about the Eaton and um, Arn Anderson match. And there's a clip of a really vicious spine buster he gave Eaton during that match. But also Ric Flair defeated uh, Tatsumi Fujinami. And it was in WCW World Heavyweight title and NWA World Heavyweight title match. So it was a unification match. And in the U.S., they only 
advertised it being about the WCW World Heavyweight title. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing going on back then. But yeah, that was a Super Bowl. Wasn't Fujinami the, wasn't he the IWGP champion? I I think so. I thought it was a WCW versus IWGP and it was an NWA. Just to give you a little background. Flair for it, I think. Well, there was controversy in Japan Mm. and Japan recognized Fujinami as the champion. But in the United States, they, they recognized Flair as the champion. So this unification match was kind of held as a sham because nobody in the world could really decide who the champion was. Japan was not gonna was no longer recognizing Ric Flair. Hmm. The United States was not re- recognizing Fujinami. And oh. the other thing about that card that's interesting is, um, and you brought it up, but you didn't bring up the most important thing, in my opinion, the Steiners, Sting, Luger. When did we ever have good guy matches? Right, that's true. That is a huge face versus face, and I remember that match clearly because the crowd was really just right down the middle. Mm-hmm. You had your Steiners, oh, wow. you had your Sting and your Luger's, uh, and more more Sting than Luger, but still. And um, I believe um, Sting and Luger lost because Nikita Koloff interfered and hit Sting with a chain, and that started a uh, uh, a program between those two. Hmm. So. It was a pretty good card. See, Devil's Advocate, that's why I mess with you. Because you have a perspective on it that I would not have had a chance well, to. And I'm a I WCW guy. So, you know, that that's that was my jam back then. So That's... Well, see, I, I knew you'd appreciate hearing about it, too. So. And he did not have to check Wiki. Look at that. It was all off. No, there was no wiki involved in I, I, That's all up here. This is all that yep. wasted information up here. This useless knowledge right up Love here. It. Love it. Ask me what I had for lunch today. I couldn't tell you. Ask me what happened at Super Brawl 1. I can give you a rundown of each match. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of useless, Ric Flair's <laughs> back in the ring. I thought you were going to refer to Chicken Wiki, but all right. <laughs> no, we miss him. Get back soon, Chicken Wiki. He's out there doing his regal impersonation. Let him alone. Yeah, enjoy no, it, man. I want, him, uh, I want him angry on the plane on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ric Flair, rumored to be back, coming back in the ring, Rob. <laughs> what do you think uh, about that? I, I mean, the rumor was uh, Flair and FTR. Versus the Rock and Roll Express and Steamboat, but Steamboat came out and said he's not doing it. He's 69 years old, and you know he's not in the right shape for that type of thing. He's using his brain. Right. Um, Steamboat also isn't you know broke and starving for attention. Um, I am, you know, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. When I go on YouTube and I watch the Ric Flair, I often go on to YouTube and watch like the just the Ric Flair interviews from the 80s. And he was just so cool and so crazy and so, like, ahead of his time. And to watch him now, I don't even know what to say anymore. I just, I'm just so sad. I'm, like, I'm not sad for him like Tammy Sitch sad, but I'm sad for him nonetheless. He should not be getting in the ring. I almost get, people are equating this to um, The Wrestler, the movie. Where they're kind of, did you see their, that movie, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yes, I Where, did. you know, he's going to die in the ring. Right. Um, I think Ric Flair is only comfortable in the ring. I don't think Ric Flair, the man, is a happy person. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if this is not his last match either. If this one goes in any kind of positive light, I could see him 
deciding he's going to wrestle more. Yeah, he's going to go back on the circuit. Do you know what the 100%. positive light is? Do you know what the positive light is? He lives. Well, I mean, and he's look, going to keep doing this until he dies. Right. I mean, if and he's in like I a six-man tag, you know, if he's in like a six-man tag and he and he uh, comes in for a couple minutes, throws a couple chops, you know, does the figure four and gets out, he's going to consider that a success. Yeah. That's fine. Do no, that. Not fine. No. 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 And you know why I feel that's fine? Because I feel he wants to go sixty minutes. Because he in somewhere, and yes, I'm. I'm. Of course, I don't know what's in his brain, but I feel like in his head, he's thinking he's still that guy. A sixty-minute man. If he wants to do sixty minutes, he's gonna have to do ten six-minute matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Or 32-minute matches or whatever. 32-minute <laughs> matches. Well, we might, I don't know if we get to 30. Well, I mean, now that you've brought that up, Freddie, um, is it Chris Cruz? He's made it his mission to not let Ric Flair back in the ring. Um, and I'm wondering what that's all about. There is there is there some kind of ulterior motive? Because why would you care? Who is this, Chris Cruz? He's a former WCW announcer. If you look on our sheet, we have a link to it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm going to try to click. The link's actually not going anywhere right now. Let me see if I can get it open. I can read you a little excerpt. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And while you're pulling that up, the, the response to his real plea. I mean, it's a plea, not please, people, don't let him do this in your state. Um, the response is, Chris Cruz is a POS, and I don't know much about Chris Cruz. He but did a lot I of know backstage that, for WCW. Okay. So, announcing in interviews. People don't seem to like him. And I'm curious as to why. I don't know why, I don't know the what happened in their past, but, I mean, the argument ain't wrong. Don't let him die in the ring in your state. That's not a bad argument. Could he just be looking out for Ric Flair? For And Ric Flair is just can't see it. He's so self-absorbed and thinks he can still go like he's 27. I want to believe that. Yeah. Well, I'm also, I'm a I got mad, statement. I'm okay, a little mad at Jay Lethal for enabling him. I'll be honest. I, I don't think anybody should be enabling him to do this mess. He almost died, what, two years ago? Well, that's Come where on. Chris Cruz is going. He says uh, Ric Flair should not be allowed to wrestle. Some reports Katie's been working out with Jay Lethal. Uh, simply put, Ric Flair returning to the ring is not wise. No how, no way. He's 73 in poor health and alcoholic and has a pacemaker. And he's saying that I know that um, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have athletic commissions and protocols. But he's saying that the insurance company should not offer to insure the show. So he's going at it, you know, in a different direction. And Ric Flair says, um, "I don't need the money, but baby, I like the glory. I'm never going to walk away from it. If I have a chance to get myself over, I'm going to do it." Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, he's he's gonna die in the ring. That's that's how it's gonna happen. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Cause I don't know. It's gonna take it. His legacy 
in-ring is already, I want to say, tarnished because people don't remember the 80s, the early 90s. Even, you know, the early 2000s when he was still kind of doing his thing. They're, they're just going to remember, what, post that WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels where he retired him, everything after that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Shawn Michaels, I mean, I don't, you know, he I mean he wrestled the TNA after the fact, so I mean, it's not his word's not really good, right? You know, so I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm waiting to see who they find as an opponent because I, I don't know anybody in their right mind would wrestle. And I'm waiting for Hogan to step up. Right. May I we- um, offer a quote, if you will? And I think it's the only quote that applies to this. I'm going to start halfway through, and you let me know if you've ever heard this before. I'll try to to bring the gravitas of the voice. That are you telling this. us who the quote is from, or are we supposed to guess? I'll tell you after. You might know. You might remember this quote. All right, go ahead. See, this business is filled to the brim with unrealistic motherfuckers. Motherfuckers who thought their ass would age like wine. If you mean it turns to vinegar, it does. If you mean it gets better with age, it don't. Besides, how many fights do you think you got in you anyhow? Two? Boxers don't have an old-timer's place. You came close, but you never made it well. That doesn't count for this. I'll skip ahead. Night of the fight, you might feel a slight stain. That's pride fucking with you. Oh, I know what this is from Pulp Fiction. Fuck pride. Yes, it is. <laughs> pride only hurts. It never helps. You fight through that shit. Because a year from now, when you're kicking it in the Caribbean, you're going to say to yourself, Marcellus Wallace was right. And Marcellus Wallace was right. Ric Flair, fuck pride. Just stop. Hey, it's true, man. It's true. All right. Moving on. Speaking of... I really don't. Speaking of fuck pride, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Okay, so the next big uh, news of the week was the Sasha Banks Naomi uh, situation. All right, so let's talk about that a little bit. So let me see if I have the facts straight. You guys correct me uh, where I'm wrong, or if you have anything you want to add in, by all means, keep your mouth damn mouth shut. I'm talking. All right. I love that open uh, dialogue. <laughs> There's no open dialogue. Um, all right. So Sasha and Naomi show up for work, right, for Monday Night Raw. And they're supposed to defend the tag team titles against Dude Drop and Nikki Ass, right? Um, and for whatever reason, at the time, they go to Vince McMahon, they leave their belts on the table, and they walk out. Right, and it's acknowledged several times on TV that they took, dropped the belts and left. No explanation given. All right, so later on we find out some information, um, and you know we have some conflicting information. So one story I heard was that they didn't want to work with Dewdrop and Nikki Ass because they felt they were unsafe. But they had worked with them previously, so that one kind of really doesn't hold water with me. But the other thing we heard was that. Um, they were going to be inserted. The match was going to be changed, and it was they were inserted into a six-pack challenge with the winner getting Bianca Belair, and Naomi was supposed to win, 
right? And I think she was supposed to pin Sasha. At one point I'd read that, but I'm not sure that's 100% accurate either. And to cut to the end of the chase, Naomi would win and, and fight Bianca Belair and lose. And Sasha Banks would then fight um, Ronda Rousey and also lose. So the ladies felt like their the booking um, was poor, right? They felt like the tag team that they put together, that they were working hard for, were being treated poorly, right? Not being booked correctly. Right. They went to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon said, ah, that's the way it's going to be. And they left. They handed in their belts and they left. Um, I don't know what to say at this point. Um, on one hand, I'm, I'm, I, I think people should stand up for themselves if they feel like they're being disrespected, or they feel like you know that's something they can't really execute. Um, on the other hand, they are paid employees, and we all know that if we went into our jobs and we said, "Yeah, I'm not doing this," there's going to be consequences. Right. Right? So, I, I don't know where I stand on this one. Um, the, the feedback uh, that we've read so far is a lot of the wrestlers are, are applauding them for standing up for themselves. Um, some moron came out and said something like, uh, something racist about uh, how Sasha Banks is being uppity. And I don't even know, I, didn't, I, I can honestly say hand to God, I never even thought of that. I never even brought the racial part of it up. I just thought they were just standing up for themselves. Um, the other part is, I mean, Sasha Banks is known to be a shit stirrer. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's true. Um, Naomi is not. So was Naomi following Sasha's lead? Did they discuss it? Did Sasha drop the bell and Naomi's like, well, shit, I gotta go with her? I mean, I don't, we don't know. We don't know. Neither one of them have really talked about it. So we really don't know the story. And the last part of this I'm going to add in that I want you guys to talk, because I've said plenty, is we got a story today. Stephanie McMahon stepped down to take a leave of absence. And I think it's directly tied to what happened with Sasha and Naomi. Because if you remember, Stephanie McMahon was the, you know, the, the uh, champion of the ladies, right? Making sure they got a fair shake and all that kind of stuff. And I think right. maybe the fact that Vince McMahon would allow Naomi and Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks being one of the bigger stars in the WWE to walk out. I think maybe that was the last straw for Stephanie. Maybe he's Vince just isn't listening to anyone anymore and maybe she just decided it's time to step away for a little while. Hmm. So um, I'll throw it to one of you guys. What do you think of the situation? What's your thoughts? Go ahead, Freddie. Um, I also heard that they have been pulled from future events from now until, I believe, July or August. So that's an added caveat to that. Um, Is that a suspension? I don't know if it's a suspension. If it's... I thought it may be storyline when I first heard it. My spidey senses went up. Why would WWE put this out there? Why would they mention it on the broadcast? Why would they put out a press release? There, it, it seems too much like a work for it to not be one, if that makes sense. Could it be that they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes and they're working an angle here, but then you start hearing things from boys in the back, ladies in the back, 
about Sasha being a diva, about Sasha being all by by herself. <laughs> is everyone in on this at this point? Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is here. Is it a work? Is it is it a shoot? Like, I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't put my finger on it because it could very well go either way, and I just. I don't know. I don't know how to place it. And then the Stephanie thing. That's a good point, Rob. I didn't think about that. Because you're not me. Yeah. <laughs> could Stephanie come back and be their manager? Like, could this be a whole fucking angle? Like, I just. My mind is, I feel like the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with all the lines and the uh, the board on the back. Like that's that's where my mind's going right now with this situation. Go ahead, Jen. There's a lot here. There's a whole lot. Um. Okay. Let's just start with the, what we were told on Monday. And you tell me if this sounds like any other sports slash entertainment company slash labor related dispute you've ever heard. Mid away through the Monday Night Raw broadcast, Corey Graves goes on and talks about how they these two unprofessional professionally left the arena and now have forced this adjustment. Does it a couple of times, actually. Um, okay. Is that, is that Vince McMahon in his ear? Well, we know all commentary, except for maybe a certain guy on SmackDown, is Vince in their ear. So... Do it, take with that what you will. But uh, uh, let's just take it with a grain of salt. Fine. Okay. After the initial story, which uh, I think you recounted very well, uh, Rob, we then hear some other stuff that's possible. We hear about um, Sasha and Naomi wanting to talk to Vince because they didn't like that particular adjustment that had been made to the six-pack challenge, and they felt that there was a devaluation of the women's tag team titles and also it didn't make a lot of sense to have them going at each other and if you're a tag team wrestling fan you know that they there are women in the company who want those tag team titles to be something like they're they're that's not that's not for argument right now we know there are women in the company who want those tag titles to mean something fine um and there was back and forth with creative and then they finally got to Vince to talk to him, and they said their piece, and he said his piece, and whatever. And then something else came up that they were like, wait, no, this is the exact opposite of what we just discussed. We need to talk to Vince again. And we're told to check their attitudes and how they talked and that they were being spoiled and basically had people who were not Vince go off on them. Um... You, I don't like to bring up this thing, um, but we got to have a talk about how women and how black women are talked to 
in corporate America, and WWE is very much a corporation nowadays. And I have been on meetings where a black woman would speak her mind and then be berated from people above us for no good reason. So I'm, I'm curious as to whether they walked out because they didn't agree with Vince or was it a, no, no, we're not, not going to be spoken to like this moment because those are two very different things. And I feel like there's a bit of, I, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't admit there's a bit of gaslighting going on. And I'm, this is me assuming everything is real. This is not a work. This is what happened. Um, that the argument has now been, oh, well, Sasha always had an attitude. Well, you know, Sasha also brought some good money into the company. Um, and there is no argument about how important she's been to that women's division. Also, since when, since when was Naomi an attitude problem? And, and it's that weird language, that weird language that was used. You know, Keith Lee was an attitude problem. Bray Wyatt was an attitude problem. Um, Hit Row. As th that's the story. Who? Hit Row. Hit Row. Hit Row was an attitude problem because they spoke <clears throat> for themselves. And, and I, there's a question of, you know, how much of it is real and how much of it is the company covering its own behind. And we won't know until the full story comes out. But I do remember that interview with Ember Moon where they were astonished that she suddenly spoke up for herself. And when she did, she knew it was over. So all I'm saying is that there are a lot of things we don't know, but there's a lot of stuff that seems very obvious to me to be bullshit. And I think it's not a bad thing to consider it as such. I think the entity that is WWE is going to do whatever it takes to um, make themselves look good in this. Um, what year was it? Uh, oh, boy. What year Stone was Cold? it? It happened 2002. Yeah. 2002. June 17th. June 10th, he walks out. June 17th, The Rock suddenly appears on Raw and talks about, oh, he took his ball and went home. And they talk about the WWE, get the F out. Listen. He didn't make that promo up. He's made some decent stuff up in his time. He's well, a funny. He's a good promo. He's a great promo in wrestling. I would argue on, that. Really? I would argue that he meant that. I would because argue. I don't Rock, think he the did. Rock is a WWE guy through and through. He is. However, I and would Vince argue said, that he Vince, was told something. No, I think he did that. And on his I own. think he was told. And while Stone Cold looks back on it and says, "No, that was the wrong way to do things." Was the reason wrong? Was the action wrong? Yeah, probably. Not right, very well, professional. Let me, but they let didn't me... have to go on that whole... They didn't have to do such a... Make such a concerted effort Jason, to say let me, you're... Let me play my, uh, let me play my role. Oh, please you're, do. you're an employee. Do your damn job. It's not your job to create. It's my job to create. It's your job to go out and make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yes. However... Is that that brings me back to my original point? Was it creative differences, or was it no? You're not going to talk to us that way because we might work for this company, but you don't own us. You're not going to just treat us like any like a little child. You're not just going to go off because one of the reports is that 
someone in basically someone a little bit further up, but in creative still, when they raised the same raised similar issues a second time, went off on them like they were their children, and no, you don't do that. So yeah, and also, I, I feel like there's there's the thing. Every again, everybody talks about one of the people involved, but there were two who walked out. And a lot of people are saying Naomi just followed Sasha's lead. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's disrespect to Naomi to assume she doesn't true. have her own mind of things. Unless it's because, true. Well, yeah, but also, isn't All she right. married into a family that's Hang very on a much second. into that? Jason, let's let Freddie jump in here. He looks like he's going to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm following it. Um, I, I did hear the same the same things about Naomi, and I also heard that it was a contract dispute with her. She's been trying to get a new contract done, and it hasn't been as pressing as certain other people like KO and Sami Zayn because her husband works for WWE. So they're not pushing it like they were for them. Um, you think they think it's, a, they think it's just going to happen? Yeah. Because she was I, married to someone who works there, so she'll just sign yeah. whatever you put in front of her? Exactly. Basically is <clears throat> what, the, what the report was saying. Um, I, I just... I don't know, like, Jason, you make very valid points. Rob, you're, you're on point, too. I, I just don't know, because this all could be for not, too. This could all be WWE fucking with us, and they come back at SummerSlam, and they fuck shit up. Like, it could, it could very well be that, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know which way it's playing. There's so many conflicting things coming out. Here's my problem with this being a work. Mm-hmm. It's taken on a life of its own. Right. And now it comes down to, now you're bringing in, like Jason brought in, like a black woman speaking her mind is being mm-hmm. told. You're, you're bringing in a lot of things that you don't want to bring in. Right. And it, and other companies and other wrestlers are getting involved and they're speaking their minds. And that could cause a lot of problems in a lot of other areas. So I think if this is a work, they should have kind of put it out there. That I don't think this is a work at all. I think initially it looked like one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a problem. I think you've got, um, I mean, look, you had uh, Ali. Mustafa Ali stop, stop showing up for work. I think it's yeah. WWE creative. I think they blow. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, the wrestlers are finally starting to, they're, they're to looking at uh, this, this 100-year-old man and his lackeys telling them what to do. And they're like, this sucks. This sucks. I mean, we are the tag team champions, and you're going to job us out? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm Sasha Banks, all right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm worth more than this. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with um, holding yourself in high esteem. Um, but again, the, the problem I run into is when the inmates start to run the asylum. I mean, what if, um, you know, Glaber Torres went up to Adam Ar- Aaron Boone and said, you know what, I want to bat fourth. <laughs> and Aaron Boone says... Well, you know, dude, you know, you're, you're, you know, I think you're better than a six hole. And he goes, well, fuck it, then I'm not playing until you bat me fourth. Right. I'm going to go home until you decide I'm going to bat fourth. That's a very good analogy. Yeah. All right. Or, you know, Max Scherzer, I'm only going to pitch on Thursdays. So you better figure it out. <laughs> Schedule me around This there. is all very valid. You know, I mean, the, the big difference is we have independent contractors versus contractual employees. But still, there, there's a... It sounds like back in the day, Vince had more of an open mind. Like Foley would go to him, and Jericho would go to him, and 
they would hash out certain ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I think the problem I'm having with this, and, and I'm just speaking speculatively at this point, Sasha and Naomi, did they show up and be like, yeah, we don't like this? Or did they say, hey, you know what? I don't like this, but here's maybe what we should try. Right. Can we talk this through? You know what I mean? I, I know from a, a manager standpoint, um, I've had managers who are like, I don't want to hear your problems. I want to hear your solutions. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So are they just walking in going, I don't like this angle. It sucks. And we're going to go home? Or are they like, look, man. We're the tag team champions. Can we can we talk this through? You know, here's what we think should be happening. And then if Vince says no, then you're like, well, all right, look, we we came up with a, a plan, and you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I, I'm I'm in team uh, Sasha, but like sixty forty. I believe it's team bad. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I'm on the I'm on the women's side. How's that? <laughs> Team bad without Sans. Um, what's her name? Tamina. Um, so team bad minus one. Uh, oh. It's I know, I know, but that's what they are. It's it's weird. It's it's a really. It is honestly one of the most interesting things to happen in the industry, as of recent, because we don't know what it is, and it doesn't make sense if it's a work. Like to your point, because what. What's the goal with that? How, because any work is to draw money, and now the question is, how do you draw money off of? Even though like good stories are based in real life stuff that happens, how do you draw money off of that? There's some topics you shouldn't touch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not no. creative isn't that good. Their creative is not that good. You know? no. They don't have, you know, no. it's they not, have a bag. Let's bring up Booker T again. I want to see Jason lose his mind. Right. Don't do that, please. I, All right, I, so, had, I had thought crossed my mind. I put it away. Don't do that to me, Rob. We, we kind of glossed over a, a point that Rob made there, too. Stephanie McMahon stepping down, going to spend some time mm-hmm. with her family. It's what she said in that she... Spending time with the family. Right. That's often an excuse used when you're being asked to leave, but they don't want to fire you. Right. Or you have a, a difference with the boss, and they want you to go home while they figure it out. Isn't that what Shane did? Um, so, I'm going with a few that. times. I, I think yeah. I think the timing is suspect. Right. It I is. think Stephanie got into an argument with Vince, and Vince was like, "She was like, well, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna go home for a little while." If that happened before WrestleMania backlash, I wouldn't have thought anything of it because uh, Triple H is recently recovering. <laughs> They've just come out of this pandemic era where she's still been putting in the full-time work um and that would have made sense to say hey i'm freaking burned out i need to take some time that and i would have taken that at face value a hundred times out of a hundred but this week i mean here's the thing questions she didn't take time off when her husband went into the hospital right when he almost died (laughs) Right. She's leaving died, yeah. now, and it's right off the heat. I mean, look, she claims to be the architect of the women's revolution, which is bullshit. Right. Um, but in her narrative, this was her baby. Uh, it's been um, devalued. 
I would the say least. there's yeah. right three or four women that are actually valued, and the rest are all just considered re- replaceable parts. Yeah. So all that uh, effort that Stephanie quote unquote put into this is for naught. They dismantled Triple H's NXT, which, now, if anything, was a huge part of that women's building that women's division. Right, and now we have this. Um, you know, if it's if it, you know, if it smells like fire, you know, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. I see fire, so I yeah. think uh, this is this is done on purpose. Yeah. And I, we may never find out the truth, but that's how I feel. And I, you know, I, I've been right about everything. So <laughs> it's a modesty. That you're pretty good. There is you're, you're on point there. Yeah, but I yeah, can book both shows for a million dollars right now. <laughs> You'd probably be a lot better than what they got right now. Well, you know, at least I'd make an effort. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm smarter than a sixth grader, so I could do a little better. So, <laughs> talking about not making an effort, the Joker <laughs> for AEW, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Elite, yet another former WWE guy, now in AEW. Uh, uh, not signed to AEW. Not signed? I think that no. was just a one-time. That was a one-time. It was a one-off? Okay. Because yes. he's, he's the not. type. Also, he's the type. He goes everywhere. So. He's, he is That's not true. officially signed. This was a one-off. Okay. So You didn't see a Tony Khan tweet, did you? Think about you it. You didn't see Johnny Elite is all elite. It is all elite. That's true. That's true. So, uh, same same as mean it's not going to happen tomorrow. Right. But this was a one-off. I was hoping for Cesaro. Um, yeah, that that's who I was but, uh, for. <laughs> I'll take. And I mean, it's it was a good match. He also had some recent media too that I was thinking, oh, maybe it really will be Cesaro. Yeah, it was a good match. He did botch a few moves, but that's you know his mo. He botches yeah. probably two moves a match. Right. Um, but you know, four six whatever or whatever was so close. It was like a four twenty five. But you know what? He landed on his knees and crawled over. I was like, dude, missed. (laughs) Missed, but you know what? Okay, listen, I wouldn't have made it that far. So (laughs) I was still, I applauded that. You would have had to jump four times, right? To do it. (laughs) (laughs) He would have needed the trampoline from Callisto on the outside of the ring to get. That's right. I used to love that guy. He would he would screw up everything. 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 <laughs> he so grew cool. up walking to the ring, leaving the ring, in catering. <laughs> he would spill his food, crash his rental car. I was like, I was a mess. So, uh, I, I saw a topic here. Uh, I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Undertaker refusing to sign certain items at upcoming autograph signings. All right. I did not hear this, so fill me in, please. Oh, okay. You'll like this. So, what is he signing? What what won't he sign? It will, will he sign be on my breast? Mega- we don't have enough time to go through what he won't sign. Will he sign mm-hmm. my breast? It's possible. I, I it's not on the it's on the list. do not it's not on the do not list, so you got a shot. But he will be appearing at MegaCon May twentieth and two twenty nine per autographed. Any item except two hundred and twenty nine dollars? Yes. As an Two, odd number. 249 per autograph on a belt. 99 bucks for our HOF 22 inscription. And then in bold italic letters. 
Undertaker will not sign any trading cards from 1991. Undertaker will not sign any WWE slash WWF event tickets, no personalizations, or any inscriptions offered. So he won't sign small things. Basically, that's what it seems like. So he won't sign my penis. <laughs> he will not. Not 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 at this autograph signing. <laughs> Maybe if you catch him in the parking lot, it's a different story. He won't personalize it. Those out there that say I make fun of everybody else, I took the hit on that one. He did. He did take the hit on that one. Well played. Son. Well played. I was gonna say Freddie or Jason, but I said, no, you know what? I'll take the hit. On I'll this. take this one. All right. So, so what do you guys um, think of that? Not not signing small items or inscriptions. I mean, look, he has a right to to set up what he wants, and you have the right to tell him to fuck off or not do yeah. it. Right. <laughs> I completely agree with you. We see um, pro athletes all the time. It'll say, you know, if you want an extra inscription, it's an extra however much money. If you want this, then it's that. And then it'll say, you know, this person will not sign certain items. So I, I think. Have you ever it, heard Reggie Jackson signing stuff? He's the most cantankerous asshole I've ever heard. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, he'll sign anything, though. Yeah, but you got to take a bunch of shit from him before he does it. Right. Fair. I don't know. Uh, like I said, um, I have uh, I've been to many um, many an autograph session. Um, Ricky Steamboat's an asshole. Um, Ric Flair didn't even look at me. Um, Tully Blanchard refused to give me the Four Horsemen sign, even though I was paying like 400 bucks or something to get him, or 200 bucks to get him to sign everything. Um, you know, so I mean, look, there's, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, he can do what he wants. You can decide whether you want to be part of that or not. I agree. I mean, I don't like, I wouldn't want to sign trading cards either. They're really small. Right. I, I think what the point is, he wants to try to get through this as quickly as possible. Right, that and if you've got sense. a big palette to work with, you like, and you, you you get done. And if you got to try a trading card, you got to hold a trading card, and you got to do it like this. It's one motion. And it's a single line. It's a Undertaker's the dead man. The dead man needs money. Yeah. Also, there's something to be said for what's that? Because he's now going to start making appearances, the likes of which he's never done in 30 years, right? So you know those lines are going to be ridiculous. You know the demands are going to be ridiculous. I. I can't be mad at him for setting some boundaries. So, right. I get it. it. It's just funny because, you know, it's that pre-list. It, it's, it's funny, but I get it. You know, you know whatever like, makes him not yeah. go crazy. Is he, making you, is he making you buy his wife's autograph as well? <laughs> <laughs> is that thrown in free with admission? Like you oh, get no, that at certain that, autograph shows? She's, she's, she's the shit, so it's another 200 bucks for her. Right. right. So it's really four twenty nine. Right. Oh. Uh, you like you want my wife to sign your belt? Nah, that's all right. Oh no, she will. No, She'll do it for free. Don't. It's fine. No, don't worry, it'll just take a minute. Yeah, honey, come here. You want her in the That'll picture with us? She'll take the picture. <laughs> it was like You know, she's she's a WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know. 
when I met Scott I'm gonna go Hall, get a, I'm gonna go get Charmel to sign this autograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I want to go get my useless Hall of Famers uh, program. They can ever and Coco can sign that one. <laughs> when when I went to meet Scott Hall, uh, six or X Pac was there, and the amount of people that were there just to see Scott Hall, I was one of them. And they're like, "Oh, do you want to buy the package with X Pac?" I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I just." I just want to meet Hall. And they're sitting in the same spot, and tons of people were just getting Hall and getting out. It was crazy. It's really embarrassing um, because you're like, you know, yeah, um, no, I don't, no, please, yeah. please don't touch that. <laughs> don't sign my anything belt. Touched, anything, that's, that. anything that's touched China, I don't want. Right. So. Oh. One night. One night in China. One night. Only one night. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kidding, China. Rest in peace. Um, that's like every Virgil signing I've ever been to. Can we talk about Virgil for a second? I'm sorry. Because no, no, that's no. some sad stuff going on. No. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave it alone. Let's not give him any press. He'll want to come on the show. We'll have to tell him Will he ask us to pay him? Oh, yeah. But the good news uh, is you, yeah, can pay yeah, him yeah. At, you can pay him in uh, McFish for fry sandwiches or something like that. Listen, I only pay in thoughts and prayers, man. That's what I do. That's how oh, I got man. this title of reverend. I think we should get Tommy Dreamer on the show. Fuck Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Fuck. So, speaking yeah, of T's and P's. Tommy Dreamer, Ricky Steamboat, and Jason, who do you hate? And uh, <laughs> you like? I gotta think about that. Do I hate anybody? Hey, hey real quick, real quick sidebar. Uh, who's the one wrestler you haven't met that you would like to meet? Real quick, Freddie, quickly. Kevin Nash. Madam. Jason. Mick Foley. Madam. Nobody's going to ask you? me. How about you? No, Ron? we'd love to know who you'd like to meet. No, you wouldn't. You don't care. Um, <laughs> I care. I care. <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold would be my two guys. Ooh, that's a good one. Good choices. And RVD is third. Oh, yeah. I met RVD. Met him and Katie Forbes. Oh, was I didn't nice? pay for the autograph, but I saw them and I shook his hand while we were online for Kenny Omega. Was he nice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the guys there. We should Scott do a Hall show was... about uh, all the people we've met and our experiences. We should. That would be pretty cool. Okay. I well. wouldn't have a lot to say, but my experiences, the few I've had were fun. So. You could make them up. How would we know? Yeah. <laughs> You could be like, I had sex with Trish Stratus. You know, I mean, it was great. Saw her in a parking lot. I've been saying that since 2002, and nobody's believed me. <laughs> so That you've had sex, or that you've had sex with Trish Stratus? <laughs> yeah, I've both ways. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of tag teams, the tag team unification, supposedly coming tomorrow evening. Do you guys think we actually see it? Um, well, will they weasel their way out of it match? again? Or what What happens here? Is it an old rules match? Um, I don't know if there are no disqualifications or not. I can double check that, but... Let's see. See if I can find out. I don't think they said anything about if it was... No DQs or not. No, I don't think they have. Yeah, if there are so no either. DQs, I expect fuckery. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 
Why are they giving us away on free TV? Good question. I'm full of them tonight. <laughs> Especially since they just had a premium event and they wouldn't give it to us then. Right. It just says yeah, tag team title unification match. There's no stipulation to it. Let it end in fuckery and then take it to a bigger show. Who's going to win, though? It shouldn't be on TV. Usos. You think so? You, you put all the yeah. belts on the bloodline, and then once once they start to fall I mean, apart, that's when Roman loses his belt. Here's the problem. The bloodline wins. Who's the challengers for this shit? Yeah, there's no one right now. I mean, uh, look, when you look at the state of the WWE right now, you can see why Sasha and Naomi are like, fuck this shit, man. I can see it. Right? Yeah. It's I very top-heavy. There's nothing in between. There's no meat. It's either you're at the top or you're at the bottom. Yeah. Right? Maybe and, maybe they're aiming for the Usos to win because they still think they have a chance in hell of signing FTR back to the company. Well, but I mean, that's still... Is that going to fix things? Vince that's still... No, it wouldn't. A year away? forget why he signed them ten minutes later. I mean... I don't think WWE is the place to be anymore. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, if you want to make money, fine. If you want creative freedom, forget it. Yeah. You're better off doing Indies, Japan, you know, sign a semi-exclusive deal with AEW and go about your business. So now let's end on on this note. Daniel Bryan looked like he got (laughs) injured. Horrible timing. If it's if it's legit, what do you guys think? Well, it, it's legit. I mean, he fell through the stage, right, and his leg right. got stuck. But the question is, how hurt is he? Right. That's that's the big that's the big one there. If he's out for an extended period of time, that kind of kills their uh, what's what's their group called. The uh, uh, Westminster Black- Dog Show, no, the, um, <laughs> the Blackwater <laughs> Fight Club, something like that. Blackpool Fight Club. Blackpool, Blackpool Fight, Fight Club. Club. There we go. So. Well, I mean, they can replace him with uh, Wheeler Yuta if he right. can't go for the pay per view. But yes. um, I kind of like the added wrinkle of having um, Eddie Kingston and uh, Brian Danielson not getting along. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and creates they did a work that well into what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know I, if I, that was improv or what, but yeah. No, I don't think it was improv, but I think it's uh, real life. I think they really, in real life, don't really appreciate each other all that much. I mean, Kingston is looks like a plumber, <laughs> and um, Danielson's a true wrestler, and that's not taking anything away from from uh, Kingston. He's tough, and he does his job well. Mm-hmm. It's just they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, and I think they honestly don't have a lot of. I'm not gonna say they don't have respect for each other. They just don't care for each other. Right. So I think um, it plays to that, which is, you know, that's the best stuff about wrestling is, right, is when you get the real life Shit, that spills drama, on screen. Yeah. Right? When when you find out that two guys really don't like each other and they decide to make that an angle and they start bringing up, like, look what, look what Jericho said to, to Regal yesterday. Oh, that was so good. Right? I mean, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Right? But, I mean, that's what makes it good. And you know they talked about it ahead of time. You know Jericho wouldn't say shit like that to Regal right. without saying, hey, can I bring this stuff up? And Regal was like... <sighs> It's wrestling, do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Regal, the most pragmatic back. guy in the 
in the well, I mean, look, industry, possibly. To me, nothing now, in the ring should ever be said. It should ever be taken seriously. Like when you're in front of the cameras, like I think it's funny that um, Brett and Sean got so deep with each other. <laughs> they forgot this was this was all staged. Yeah, that it doesn't mean you shit I mean? once you leave the arena. Yeah. Well, I mean, and who cares? You take into account that Matt and Matt Hardy and Edge managed to say, "Oh, let's make some money off of this." Well, you're doing inside stuff too. Like, who knew Bret Hart and Sonny were having an affair? <laughs> Nobody did. After Shawn Michaels and Sonny were having it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you know, so like you're bringing up stuff that nobody knows about. So like they were, they were, you know, they forgot who they were and what they were doing. Right. Um, and that, you know, that's the alternate, you know, swinging this back around to Naomi and, and uh, Sasha. When the click was running the business, things were not going well. Right. The click was, the click were happy. But all of your non-click members right. were very unhappy, and the inmates were running the asylum, and that's the other side of this equation. When everybody starts going in and saying, "I don't like the angle," when everybody's going in and saying, "I don't want to do this and that and the other thing," this is why you got to be really careful about how this gets handled. Right. Not only because of the talent, but we talked about this. We have an African American woman, two African American women, being painted in somewhat negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon's coming off looking out of touch. There's a lot of, you know, if Stephanie McMahon really, I mean, you know, Stephanie McMahon's never going to come out and say anything about her father. Right. 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 So we're never going to get that. I, mean, I don't even think after he's dead, she'll come up and say anything about it. No. Not at all. But Shane will first. I don't think anybody will. I think they are going to protect Vince McMahon's legacy uh, forever. Right. You know, so I don't think they're ever going to, especially, they're not going to say, especially if they want to take the company over at some point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the stupidest thing you can do right now is start talking bad about Vince. He's, you know, any minute now he's going to drop dead, and then, you know, we'll find out who really is going to run the company. Yeah, you're out of the will real quick. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I honestly don't know what, what the story is. Um, I guess we'll see. It's important to remember they're now a publicly traded company. And things have changed from that moment when they became a publicly traded company. I mean, there is a very heavy corporate atmosphere around there. And I, I think whereas talent could probably disrupt that structure a bit more back in the 90s and you know, early 2000s, early aughts there, it's not something new because that's not what you do in a corporation. That structure's there, and if you try to disrupt it, no, you're gonna be made to look like the the bad guy every time. Um, the bad guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's um, I don't know. I, I don't know where this is gonna land, but I don't like it. Yeah. I just want to say what one thing. Am I the only one that misses the encyclopedia's notes? No. His lengthy notes that we would read while he was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like his notes better than his actual appearances. So. <laughs> oh. oh. No, I'm kidding. The encyclopedia oh, um, will be back next week. Hopefully. Yes. He says. Hopefully so. with uh, my my can of uh, mac cheese. You know what? You have to eat that live on air. On you air. You think I won't? You think I won't? As we're all no, throwing up in the background. <laughs> Just drive. Yeah, I, I, I was like telling me you. I have to breathe. 
I'll I want to watch it. you get food poisoning on air. <laughs> it's not going to be food poisoning. It's just going to be food disappointment. Listen, it's not. It's not going to be poisoning. It's just going to be my body saying, "Oh, why?" Do me a favor. Make sure we have your address when we have to call the ambulance. Right. Yes. When, when you collapse, we don't. Yes. We don't I have to call change. the ambulance. They they drive up and down the street all the time, so they'll just pass yeah, but, by. But. We have, to get him on the, we have to get him on the wait list. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We got to get him on the list. <laughs> All right. So we... he's like number eight. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> wait, he's food poisoning. He can wait. Yeah. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. We got it was just canned shot. mac and cheese. Yeah, you know, He'll be this. okay. We got, you know, we'll get to him. So I want to say thank you guys for listening. I think I won't do this broadcast remote from the facilities. uh, He will. I'll put myself on mute for y'all's benefit. He's done it from uh, the back of a taxi or Uber. I want them. I I did it from the streets. As they're defibbing you up, I want you to be giving. I want you to be narrating what's happening. (laughs) Well, I think I. This just um. Clear. Just put some Jr. commentary over it. I'll be good. All right, boys. So we want to say to everyone listening, thank you guys. The Sports Frenzy Podcast at Facebook and Instagram. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. We want to say thank you guys for listening. We'll be back. It won't be just the trios champions. We'll be we'll be the four horsemen. We'll ride again. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.